I'm so excited. And you just can't hide it. All right. Start us down, Sin. We are going live from Florida in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 154 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk destiny, interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. This week, we're at it with our three hosts and one host live from the road. Live update. What are you doing, Sin? I am in uh, Florida at the moment uh, with the fam. I did some uh, training with a new job down here for two days, uh, extending the stay out to Saturday. Uh, but yes, live on the road, 70, I'll give you actually a live update on the uh, weather too. 71 degrees here in Orlando currently, and it's 10, 15 at night. So it's uh pretty nice out. Yeah. I mean, I've had that in places too, but that, that is nice. <laughs> I have to admit. Now, <laughs> I, I know you may not be able to tell us truthfully, maybe you can just blink through the podcast or whatever, but you're glad that your family came too. <laughs> Uh, up. So, yeah, I tell my wife all the time, uh, she could be an angry ginger sometimes, but, um, uh, it's nice having the kids down here. They get a break, but, uh, the two littles, they've been, uh, super needy. They were, they're a little bit impatient during dinner, uh, tonight. Uh, but for the most part, I think they're having fun. I mean, that's to be expected. That's why I was getting that question. It's always better <laughs> to travel without the whole family. <laughs> and I, I'm blinking twice. You're blinking twice. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure you're having at least fun enough. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 a good time. Uh, I slept on the couch last night because the kids. Uh, we got the two beds, and with four people, I was like, no, I'm not going to try to try to sleep in the beds with the kids and then moving all around. So I slept on the couch, and the couch was uncomfortable. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing that again tonight. I might have to suck it up and have a kid foot in my back. Or sometimes even just if it's that bad, it's almost can be ironically almost better just the floor. Get a bunch of pillows and blankets and stuff, you know. I, I don't know about a hotel floor. Uh, no, nah, that's a no for me, dog. Well, you you can put down a sheet first too. Uh, I was just talking about comfort because yeah, sometimes the beds will have like weird springs that pop up in your back. That's why the floor <laughs> could be better. It feels gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want those. Uh, those uh, carpet munchies getting through several layers of sheets, you right? Say carpet munchers? No, but you can go for that. <laughs> try yes, asking ask, for a cat carpet. Have him bring in a crib, so he can sleep in a crib. <laughs> right. Uh, or a cot. But no, it's, it's good times. Uh, but yeah, live from the road. I mean, other than that, uh, Gator just actually, I just saw him join the audience in the live chat. Uh, we I met up with uh, Gator. Uh, awesome restaurant down here called Chewy's. Uh, it's a Tex, uh, Tex-Mex Mexican restaurant. Uh, really good. Um, 
we chat a beer. Uh, I got a burrito. He got some tacos. And um, the burrito was really good. My wife normally gets uh, burritos at Mexican restaurants local. Uh, she gets it with cheese sauce, but I just got the, like the normal way with whatever the sauce that came on this. And um, it, it was actually really good. The steak, I think, was uh, was pretty good quality. And uh, wife got a little bit of taste of it when I brought some of it home. And she enjoyed it as well. Nice. Now you see some prize. Do they not have good Mexican where you're from? Uh, they do, but, um, you know, it's, I don't know. Uh, it seems this might be like a step above that. I think with the quality that the steak they used here, um, you know, I like the Mexican food from, you know, good old WV, but, um, this was, this was good. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> they they do it with Mountain Dew and I don't know what my <laughs> joke is. <laughs> well, um, it's moonshine soaked. Moonshine soaked. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. but uh, good times. Then we ate today. Uh, I'll tell you real quick because uh, we were going in before the podcast, and then we'll get into all the the what Des has been doing and shenanigans and all that. But um, it was the uh, what was it called again? So yeah, live update from the wife. Sugar Factory. Um, they have these like called insane milkshakes where they where they do these like this one we got was like this whole side of it was covered in chocolate and like graham cracker dust. And the top of it had a piece of cheesecake on it. And it had like these two paper straws with like, um, you know, lollipops hanging out of it. It, it was really good. And the cheesecake was even good too. So they have like other kinds as well, but yeah, top notch. It was, it was uh, I would expect it to be good for a $21 milkshake. Plus, that sounds like diabetes, how you're describing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I feel like there was one other thing I was going to ask, but uh, maybe it'll come to mind later. Gator is uh, not as tall as I thought he was when, we, when I met him in person. <laughs> oh, midget gator? No, he's he's taller than me. Don't get me wrong, but like I oh. thought, like for some reason, like I had it in my mind then that he was really like then. taller. Well, I'm five seven, so I mean, I'm average. You're average, yeah. I guess average. I thought average was more like five eight to five ten for guys, but well, if I stand on my tippy toes, I'm five eight. <laughs> oh, so you're a shorty, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, you're gotcha. the shorty. <laughs> <laughs> Short little sin. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> here I thought that I thought the male average was, yeah, closer to the five ten six foot range. Yeah. yeah. That's what uh, I would have guessed, but Sin just trying know. to make himself feel better. Um, yeah, exactly. I'll go with that. <laughs> I mean I've been I've been six foot one since I was fifteen, so <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm right at six foot. I always thought I was six foot and then one time I went to the doctor, they're like, you're 5'11 and it's a half or something. I'm like, okay, I'm not technically six foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, Gator typed it in chat as well. We actually talked about that. He mentioned that uh, we were leaving the restaurant about the uh, that 5'11 to 5'10. Oh, yeah, Gator said that too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like uh, one day I went to the doctor. He's like, you shrank. Uh, the joys uh, of getting older, I guess, or yeah, losing the older hair. thing, I think, right? <laughs> It could be. I don't know. Maybe maybe you lose it is a half an inch thing. per decade, something like that. Oh, I hope not. I'm I'm screwed then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be a uh, 
and no knocks on any uh, short folk out there, but we saw a little guy dressed up as a leprechaun tonight. If I shrink too much more than I am, like if I go any shorter than I am now, I might be a uh, tiny sized leprechaun size. Gosh, speaking of happy St. Patrick's day today. Yes. Today. I got my license when I was 16 on St. Patrick's Day back in the day, so it's always kind of memorable for me being a good nice. day. Um, I'll do a, uh, I'll do a live update in the uh, chat if I can take the picture. I do like. I don't have like any Irish heritage or anything, but I do really like getting this time of year the traditional corned beef and um, cabbage and Irish soda bread. You know, it's kind of easier to find oh, that man. stuff in the grocery stores this time of year. That's what I should have done for tonight. See, and, and it, it's hilarious because I have a bit of Irish heritage, but also at the same time, I never keep track of St. Patrick's Day. It does kind of just come up. And I like I like show up for work and just notice that everyone's wearing a bit of green. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Which is sad because I have a Green Lantern shirt, which Ooh, no. I keep thinking it would be like perfect for St. Patrick's Day. I never wear it on St. Patrick's Day because I always forget. That's okay. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I've worn green on St. Patrick's Day. You know, as a kid, it was very, you, you kind of had to, or else, yeah, you're going to pinch you at school and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> right. Holy crap in here. Jesus. I didn't wear it wear green for the longest time today honestly and uh then i uh i put i put a picture of the shirt uh the wife made in the chat but i wore this the uh this afternoon uh back that last up yeah see that in the chat interesting plus you were wearing your guardian hub pornhub shirt when you were meeting with gator right (laughs) yes uh that was just for uh easy being noticed easier Gator's probably like, I don't want to be associated with this guy. <laughs> they think we're going to film something here. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> oh, man, Exclusive I feel for you, Gator. Gator. Gone wild. Tell us, Gator, what you really <laughs> thought. <laughs> right. Blink twice. Blink twice if you're okay. We'll be able to tell <laughs> through the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I've seen me on Zoom. Uh, I think we have done Zooms before. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, and, and me too, I don't obviously think I'd have any problem. You could be wearing any shirt, I'd probably recognize you. Yeah, I did pull up a uh, picture of Gator. Like, I had to search uh, his Discord for, like, the longest time. I was trying to show the wife a picture of what Gator looked like, and uh, I finally found one. And then your day was ruined. <laughs> no, just kidding. My day, his party is ruined! Oh, man. Uh, the whole anything- <laughs> Anything else, New Des? Uh, you, you forgot about St. Patrick's Day. I kind of did too. Yes, entirely. Um, bit of good news on the other front. Uh, uh, I guess a, a, a bit of interesting news for our Gator uh, currently in chat. I'm not calling you out or anything, but uh, for those keeping up with Disney Plus, they did an amazing thing very recently in they finally added the uh, Netflix series of the Marvel side to Disney Plus. So it's fantastic. That's interesting. What? Um, and 
Give hmm? me specifics, like what that means. Um, that means Daredevil, Jessica Jones, oh, Luke yeah, yeah. Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and The Punisher. All seasons are entirely available right now, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. That makes sense. I did. I do remember seeing some of those names, but now thank you for clarifying that. And I want to definitely. Yes. I've always been meaning to watch Jessica Jones. Well, I mean, I mean, them, is but... it that? And, yeah, no, Jessica Jones, like. Um, because I know Gator had the jab um, that Marvel doesn't do like gritty real uh, story. Um, but no, these Netflix series are oh, they are some amazing things um, that really not many people scoot. Um, not many people they're, they're just great because again, yeah. they're, they're so unlike Marvel. Like Jessica Jones is that uh, she's suffering like so many mental illnesses and addictions. Uh, Daredevil is just extraordinarily brutal. Uh, pretty much, I mean, again, talk about mental illnesses, Punisher. Uh, they cover some very serious and incredible topics. Uh, the only thing I would suggest you can skip is Iron Fist. Um, that one's okay. But yeah. So I am glad they're doing this too. And then, you know, of course, we kind of know how, you know, Disney, whether they do it through a sub studio or whatever, will be allowing another, um, uh, what's the one um, movie to be made? Um, you know, the crazy. Oh, uh, Deadpool? Deadpool, yeah. yeah. So this is all good news, right? Because it shows yeah, yeah. Disney. And so pe- they're really going to have to have a come to Jesus moment with some of their subscribers because. I'm glad they're doing this. I don't see anything wrong with it because you can still have areas and still be promoted as family friendly. But have you well, heard yeah. recently people getting all up in arms about the new Disney Pixar movie turning red? And these people must be pretty extreme because this isn't that Karen's. crazy of a movie. They're a bunch uh-huh. of parents. It's, it's a movie about a teenage girl and going yeah. through puberty and things like that. Oh, and I heard so uh, many bad influences in it. The Karen yeah, I heard say. it's got like nicknames. Like some of the nicknames get pretty bad. I mean, well, uh, to be uh, all right. So the one thing I don't get about the current sensitivity of like the internet and things, um, it's like yeah, like I said, like some of the nicknames I guess directed towards the main character get pretty bad. But here's the thing: like, if you really want to tell an accurate story of like what a subdivision of like people or whatever are going through. I personally believe it's like best to include like the, the, the nitty, the gritty, like the awful nicknames, the awful derogatory terminology that's thrown towards these people. Um, because again, you actually get a sense of what they're going through, you know? Yeah. But People nowadays, they get so sensitive because they hear these terms and all of a sudden, like, you know, like I've seen people get in trouble on YouTube for using derogatory terminology when reading a story a subscriber of his had written to him about their experience and he got in trouble for using a word they wrote down in this in this like writing. So he's over here apologizing and like taking the video down, and I'm sitting there going, "Wow, how bad like is the internet for this?" Yeah, and 
That's a good point too. And I was even going off the point of just like overly sensitive people. Like you don't want to talk about anything related to human body, sexuality. You don't want to, they said there's bad influences in the movie because the girl has an attitude for a little bit, like every teenager will have issues that they go through. Do do these people not have teenagers? Like legitimately, like are their kids still like eight or 10? Because then I can understand that. Because once they go through the teenage years, no, you find out all kinds of oof. And if oof. the movie was a bad influence for teen kids, I think this is mostly focused towards female persuasion, but I'm sure it's good for everyone to watch. Anyways, if the movie was ultimately giving bad messages, we probably would have heard about it. But sometimes you need to like show that reality to get people to understand and trust you yeah, and then bring exactly. it around and say, okay, even though these things are happening, here's how you can learn from it. Here's how you can have a good attitude about it. I mean, that, and it's my belief that the worst influence for teen kids or other teen kids. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the kids, the kids are going to go through worse in school. I, I know from experience, all kinds of shit that happened. In yeah. Like hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, a movie telling a story and bringing awareness, you know, let's calm down a little bit, people. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't recommend it. Seriously. But, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like the dummies getting mad that Deadpool was an R-rated movie because they didn't, because they took their kids to it. And it's like, did you not see the giant R rating? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, also, uh, on that note, but because the Netflix series do deal with you know, very heavy topics and things and partial nudity. Um, you do have to actually set uh, like update a restriction to see these series. So you have to allow yourself to be able to watch TVMA content on your Disney Plus to be able to watch these series. So they do have like a parental uh, restriction. Gotcha. Like that's smart. So or whatever. It was actually opt in from the beginning. So yeah, people can't yeah. even complain then because it wasn't just being exactly. dropped on anyone's lap. Exactly. It's not out for the open because that's how I learned about it. Cause my Disney plus notified me on my phone. It's like, Hey, like this content is here, but you have to update your parental settings in order to see it. And I was like, Oh, TBMA except yep. There it all is nice. So yeah, <laughs> Um, and it's going to be fantastic because my wife actually never got around to watching like 90% of the Netflix series. Um, but yeah, they're fantastic. And, you know, spoiler alert for No Way Home that it's probably not as really a spoiler alert by now. But uh, Charlie Cox, uh, that plays Daredevil, had a cameo in No Way Home. And he was definitely a dare, like Daredevil. So that was like a soft confirmation that they still exist in the MCU. But I think this move is definitely, well, I mean that, and was it a Kingpin in a Hawkeye? Um, I mean, yeah, these characters are definitely from these series and they're definitely being carried forward or else I don't think Disney plus would acquire them. Yeah, I gotcha. Hey, here's hoping for daredevil season four <laughs> or Punisher season two, three, two. No, they had it season two. Yeah, season three. It may be a good Iron Fist season. <clears throat> um, <laughs> nice. Well, this is definitely interesting news, and uh, uh, I, I've always kind of had on my short list of those series Jessica Jones, so now I can... Um, yes. it's, well, not that I couldn't have seen it before, because I had Netflix, but 
it just gives me more kind of like reason. Uh, we looped that in. Okay. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast yet. You know, I have mentioned that I'm behind on a lot of Marvel movies, and my wife and I just watched Eternals recently. Oh, what did you think of it? I liked it. Um, I try to go in fair. I did hear some things beforehand of people saying it wasn't their favorite Marvel movie or up there as much as some others. But, you know, I, I tend to mostly ignore those things so I can go in somewhat fair. Yeah. But, I, you know, yeah, it's still yeah. in the back of my mind. But I I liked it. I can't think of any time where I was totally bored or not enjoying right. the story. Right. Because it's definitely a slower pace, like 100%. Yeah. You, like, that's okay. like what I was you can't the flow there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't go into Eternals really expecting a a modern Marvel movie. This is definitely they definitely went with like more of a setup range, but yeah, I mean it was freaking fantastic, and I loved the um, the comparisons of Icarus to Superman as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean he completely and totally was. Yeah, I mean, very much so he was. Yeah. You can't have a superhero in blue flying around shooting lasers out of his yeah, eyes I... and not, <laughs> not have people compare him to Superman. And then the the girl, I forget her name, but she was mostly at the end. Um, she can move really fast. Um, oh, God. Um, she was the one who was hanging yeah, out on the ship and came out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved her. Crap, she, I, I loved her powers. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, I really liked her casting uh, because I think just like uh, in Hawkeye, um, the person that does Echo in Hawkeye, I think both her and Echo are, well, no, Echo is, but I think she was too, but they are actually natively deaf people. Ah, okay. So they weren't just like actors that they got to do sign language and not talk. They were legitimately Hmm. deaf people, um, which I loved on Echo more i believe because i don't know it, it seemed like echo could like emote with her sign languaging like so much more uh but that just might be a thing um but i don't know uh, her body language portrayed way more than i thought it would yeah oh here's the wild thing too this is really wild especially right now okay so what are the um the the gods in Eternals again, like, um, do they have a name or a the big the the universe makers or whatever the hell? Oh are. no, the, those are the celestials. The celestial, the celestials. Yeah, okay. that's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look at look at the celestials' face, and then look at Rolk. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, yeah, which absolutely hilariously, uh, all the celestials are basically comic book accurate on how they look. <laughs> It's it's kind of funny, um, but yeah, hundred percent. Like uh, when you get into like comic book celestials and like Galactus, it, yeah, that it's completely like scorn uh, headwear. Yeah, you <laughs> in got those the, territories, the the three rows of the eyes or whatever those things are, and and then I'm I'm seeing like Mohafo in the chat right now, and he has the uh, you know the Rolka, um, yeah, thing. You know, obviously not exactly, but still, I just I was like looking at that picture and then while we were talking about um, Eternals, I was like, something's like, seems similar here. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Rolk is very uh, thin in the raid, but um, still, yeah. I, I thought it was kind of funny doing seeing that comparison. 100%. Well, speaking of Destiny, what is new in the game? What have we been doing? 
Anything? Man, I think nope. my answer is nope. going to be easy on this one. Easy? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think. So uh, easy, I mean, what, I Monday night. So we did a raid. What was it? Saturday or Sunday? We uh, finished up the one of the raids, and that's been about it. I've played nothing since reset this week. Um, I did log in from my laptop just to get the quest progression um, in the helm, and that's it. Did you finish it through so you got more story? Uh, just a little bit of the story from opening it up, but I I didn't do any of the, um, like... You didn't finish the weekly? No. Oh. And I see there's a bunch of stuff going off in uh, the spoiler channel about... Uh, a certain somebody this week and like I'm dying oh. to do it. You might have I, to talk about it. I because I yeah, think the story is gonna go on pause for a little bit after this. So um it yeah, seems it's like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't care too much about spoilers. Uh, I'm gonna experience it anyway. So uh, you know I mean I know it's crow uh, but I don't know exactly what's going on with it. Um <laughs> and yeah no, that's good. Um, you did the raid some more, uh, getting more familiar with the raid, feeling feeling more comfortable with it. Yes, uh, hence the name, the boring uh, Val the Disciple teacher title in chat or title in Discord. Does not make sense. I asked you if you're <laughs> getting more familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um, you know getting to run it. Um, I know when we ran it that. Uh, last time I was on my warlock and uh, doing divinity, um, and I struggled a little bit uh, just getting my you know warlock up to speed. But that second night, I finally had him up high enough with infusion. Um, but yeah, I think you know getting more more familiar with it, you know, running it more and more definitely helps and getting the rotations. Um, I know you and I talked previously about you know this rate being is is going to be a tough one to teach. Uh, there's just so much going on. Yeah, and I'll I'll get to more of that in a second. It's not necessarily that it's tough to teach. I've already found pretty good ways to teach. It's just hard for everyone to execute well. But uh Yes, you've you run the raid anymore or anything else you've done, Destiny, this week? And then after that, let's get to the story. Oh, if Des is there. If not, I will continue on myself. He muted. No worries, I saw that. <laughs> But for me, I've run the raid some more. Um, I only have officially three clears, but I feel like I could have way more. I've been with lots of different groups here and there. And, you know, I, I just love especially, well, anytime, but even especially at the beginning, jumping in with different groups to learn from different people, to help out with different groups. And I'm in no rush because to me, it's not about how many clears. I just end up getting a lot of clears in the long run anyways because of how much I raid. But I definitely feel very experienced with all the positions now. Um, when you were explaining it to me, Sin, the other night is when I only had one clear from Liv, but then after that, now I know the end encounter very well also, and I can explain all parts. And then the only other thing I hadn't done is um, boss babysitting in um, caretaker room. Not that that's necessarily hard, but I hadn't officially done it, so I, I experienced that the other day. And then now with that, I've done every single position in the raid. So um, have, have you done the uh, runner and caretaker? Oh yeah, I did that before boss babysitting actually. 
And let me tell you, that's a blast. Like like Des has already told us in the past, but um, especially as a warlock, you got to be careful in there in that third room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you bump that's... your head, all sorts of crazy things. <laughs> and shout out to Gator too. He's in the chat since we're here right now. Um, we were running the other night. I believe it was even just last night as we're recording. And um, Gator and Hazel were the runners in that room. And by the time we finished, you know, they didn't, they didn't. Um, mess up too much and I warned Gator I'm like you know as a warlock you're gonna it's gonna be a little tricky in that third room but by the end he was all pumped up he's like that's fun I want to do that more <laughs> right runners have a lot of fun it really is fun yeah 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 we'll talk that third encounter right but yeah the second encounter you know runners are fun um but um hey, Des you were muted I wasn't sure I think but um, yes. anything you wanted to add about the raid? Um, I have not been able to run it again uh, since last we recorded. No. Um, it's all good. All you, all you crazy people in your 10 o'clock raids for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't do it. Especially with a new raid. Uh, there, there's no way I can. But uh, but no, no, no. Yeah, I've, I've had the one raid. I've had the one clear. clear clear i've had the one clear um oh good but you were already but no, telling I, us how you loved the certain parts yeah yeah i absolutely adore those parts too just i don't know why it's it just mixes so well i think like i'm not sure if i said it last time but like this raid feels like the the somewhat ease of understanding that uh that Deepstone had combined Bind with just like more ad density and a little more hecticness. And I feel like they've really got that balance down in Val. Because mm-hmm. yeah. nothing's super complicated to explain. And it seems like people can catch on pretty quickly, at least because I've had one clear, but I've <laughs> ran the encounters multiple times. Um, but like I said, it seems like things are, are fairly easy to uh, grasp on, a little easier to grasp on to than, you know, trying to teach and Sherpa King's Fall. Mm-hmm. Good luck there. For anyone that hasn't done it, just wait. The thing... Because hopefully they change good things. Yeah. <laughs> the thing even about the third encounter is not necessarily that the different spots to learn are hard. It's just you have to execute it kind of impeccably because yeah. if even one person dies and you can say this for the lot of raids, but we're split up more. And if even one person dies, it can really go downhill fast. If, oh, yeah. if there's any recovery at all. Right. And, um, and then as long as the cleanser is on point, that's like number one rule. And then even above that though, if anyone dies on any particular side or if the groups don't move up together, and or kind of learn the ad spawn-ins, because that's, that's a big part, too. You learn the ad spawn-ins, and then you can melt them with... I really like using <clears throat> Grenade Launcher with um, Chain Reaction. It's kind of like a starting, especially if there's a few ads around. And if you can get all that down, then you can start to actually execute perfectly. But until you can execute perfectly, you get a couple deaths here and there, or or you're... You know, you're not moving up together, so you're too slow or too fast. Um, then you know, that's how it gets messed up, and and it's kind of interesting too how 
um, and we've said this before, but everyone has to do something. You know, by the time you get to the third and fourth room, three people are doing things yeah. in the third room, and then a different three people are doing things in the fourth room. So everyone has to help. Chaos for sure. No, I, I can't remember. Gator might have told me uh, during our meetup, but uh, did he get the exotic pulses first run? Exotic or no, you guys pul- did it. Or you guys do that after we met up? Well, we didn't. I don't know if he has other clears without me, but the clear I mean, when I was running with him, we didn't finish it. But I'm sure he would have mentioned if he got the exotic pulse. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So I doubt he has it. Plus, it might have even popped in our Discord because I think uh, anyone who's in our Discord that gets it, it'll pop. Oh uh, yeah, I I hardly keep up with that because there's been so many that have popped recently of people getting new stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen too many. <clears throat> it's weird because some word on the street and on Twitter, but this is too early to say, so take it worth a grain of salt, but somewhere on the street, people are claiming it has a little more drop rate. But I haven't seen that personally yet. Uh, and I haven't, I know, have. I haven't run it tons of times. <laughs> no, that's just one sin. <laughs> I've. But how many clears do you have? <laughs> Three. <laughs> and how many people got it besides you? <laughs> I haven't seen any other ones. I don't think exactly. So if I had a higher drop rate, I would even with three clears, there might be one other person. But but to be fair, one of my clears I ran on the same character that week and didn't get any loot for that uh, clear. So yeah. um, So how does that affect the other people? I don't think it does. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just saying. I was happy to get it. I didn't have to wait for it. And I haven't really used it now that I've gotten it, to be honest with you. But it looks like it'll be a fun gun. Potentially. But I, I've this is exciting. I'm I'm ex- I've been running with lots of different crews, you know, bunch of people in Guardian Hub, bunch of people in Guardian Down, other places, and it's a lot of fun to be running with people like Hazel and Gator and some people in Potato Thumbs and, and the raid excitement is definitely here right now. And uh I hope that it stays that way for a while. There's a lot of other good weapons too, other than just people trying to chase the exotic. And, uh, you know, there's yeah. a lot of cataclysmic roles. There's a lot of, uh, you know, even the armor is cool looking. There's, you know, hidden chests in the raid. There's the extra red weapon chest you can get. There's, it's a raid that you feel accomplished, not like, you know, a vault where you can kind of sit back in some positions until the end, then you have to do more work. But um, I think this this raid, from what I'm seeing, it's kind of getting the raid bug in a few other people that I wouldn't have even expected. So I'm, I'm happy nice. about that. All right. Hold on. We have a request here. Okay, we have a request. What a request. Okay. No, I took care of an admin thing. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, not worth mentioning well, on the air, but I just had an admin request real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Gator says, I've been having an awesome time raiding lately. That's awesome. Yeah, and I know, Gator, even though we've had some, at least with the crews I've run with you, some difficulties getting past third encounter, it's still a lot of fun. Just as long as you feel like you're making progress, you're learning things, you're having a fun time, that's all that matters, and we'll get it eventually. Yeah. So... Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. All right. Uh, other than the rage, we go into that story, the 
Oh God! Let's... Oh boy! Oh my God! I'm take lead on that. <laughs> I'm I'm just reading something here, but and then I can fill in whatever. Oh my God! So uh, yes, this week was the finale. What seems to be the finality of uh, well, I mean, it's legitimately the final step of our seasonal quest for the time being. Uh, it does not continue on. Uh, except for a potential epilogue, which is not listed in the series of dates that has given been given to us yeah. through the current club. Um, yeah, like <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, first, I'm going to talk about like the last psyops arena, mm-hmm. which I oh, think yeah, that's is cool too, yeah. an, an absolute stroke of genius. Um, because I didn't actually put the two together until this arena that there are places in Savathun's throne world that exactly mimic the Scarlet Keep on on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, going through the campaign more recently on uh, for this Witch Queen, yeah, whatever, and like seeing these spots, but then hearkening back, like remembering, like there's spots from the Scarlet Keep Strike that look exactly like this area. So seeing it blending between the Scarlet Keep and uh, Throne World tile sets. Oh my god! Like I said, it was—it's just such a like beautiful like stroke of genius. Yeah. Um, See, I thought the, okay, is that how it works? We're in her throne world. I thought it was like the hive just laid down stuff in the real world. Yeah, I mean that was they're they're the way the story is saying they're trying to manifest Savathun's throne world onto the Scarlet Keep uh, to thusly oh, yeah, attempt yeah, yeah. Okay. to take it over. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, of course, is why it looks half and half. Uh, but no, yes, and uh, the fact that you know they give that story that they're trying to do this thing, and that's like their ultimate plan. And the fact that you can see it as you're doing this last thing is just fantastic, and it reminds me of a uh, season of the Splicer when you're actually when the last mission was actually in the Elixney Quarter. Uh, that used to be. Okay, what was that recalled? Scourge of the Past? Yeah, Scourge of the Past. Oh, yeah, Scourge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like that that area that you're used to being in, like a semi social space, is all of a sudden the final mission is just. Like I said, I love these touches and like this uh, in world uh, environmental storytelling to go with the actual storytelling. Yeah. Because um, the orchestration of laying out that whole mission, too, was pretty cool. I don't know if you were going to go more into details, yeah. but. There's some cool things in there. Oh, yeah, there's absolutely fantastic things. And if you're uh, savvy enough, uh, I don't know. That's uh, the, so far. It's my favorite psyops like area because it seems like you can, like I said, if you're coordinated enough, you can actually get through it a lot faster. Um, yeah, I won't go into too too many mind numbing details about this mission, but it, it is fantastic though. Um. But no, and as you're, you're foiling the hive's plans of manifesting Sabathun's throne world, um, or should I say the Lucent Hive, or Lucent Brood, apologies, um, 
What? Okay, yeah. Krog was missing. Because he was supposed to give us intel and, like, mission backup, you know, what mm -hmm. Crow has been relegated to since he's become a guardian. <laughs> but, yeah, he goes entirely missing. And uh, then we go back to helm to the helm and we find him and uh, he shut the machine down. <laughs> what? Which, uh, yeah, he, he shuts the machine down. And, and because to set it's wrong. the picture we kind of find him almost like, I feel like sitting or kneeling on the ground, like yeah. looking, looking yeah, upset, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He is totally like distraught because his goal was of course to shut the machine down to end the, the suffering of the hive. Um, but what he did not know is that shutting the machine down killed the scion. Oh. So yeah, a scion, very important to Keitel is dead because of a guardian. Yeah. And I feel like they've, they foreshadowed this at the start of the season. Cabal honor demands a life for a life. Well, and, and set it up too. Saladin was there and he was pissed. He was flipping out. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Like, no, it, it was like fantastic. He dropped an incredible line too. That was all, you know, what I hope the Vanguard can survive your conscious. It's like <laughs> right in the feels, man. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was fantastic. Like I love what they've done with salad in like this season, especially um, because I thought he was a perfect fill in for like, you know, uh, what I can only describe as the guy in the field, essentially, you know, uh, yeah. Field commander. Um, you know, giving you relaying what's happening and helped the helm feel like an actual like strategic place. But yeah, so uh, Keitel arrives. Uh, she finds out her scion's dead. Um, so it's us, it's Crow, it's Zavala, it's Saladin, it's Keitel. And again, Keitel demands life for life. Uh, Crow is entirely okay with this. He's like, fine, you know, kill me. Uh, because you do what you think is right, because I did what I thought was right. Which is another, like, oh, man, <laughs> like, moment. Um, oh, my gosh, they had me going, they had me going. <laughs> right. Keitel steps in to claim her life. Safala clenches his fist and starts manifesting arc light. Yep. Which I think is the first time we see him do anything other than bubble. He was about to start World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> like to put it this, like I said, in game, the only thing we see Zavala do is pop a bubble. In the lore, he used Thunder Crash once in the Dark Future, but I guess that doesn't really count. But so yeah, so he's manifesting Arc Light. Kyle's getting closer to Crow. All of a sudden, Saladin steps up. If you need a life, take mine. <gasps> Following all this sin, <laughs> I uh, makes me want to just like log in and try to play it as quickly as possible. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Now the nerd in me for a hot second spoke. It's like, okay, how's Saladin gonna die when he's currently hosting Iron Banner? Like, how 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 are they gonna work this out? 
Um, but no, Kai, uh, apparently uh, Saladin is an anime protagonist um, because he has plot armor for days. Um, Kaido respects the fact that he steps up to take Crow's death um, because apparently uh, what is a courage in the face of death is rewarded among the Cabal. Um, so yeah, so she quote-unquote takes his life. And until the end of Saladin's days, he will serve on Keitel's war table as Brockus Forge. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yep. Oh, Saladin's my. gone. Well, Good. not really. I mean, I'm sure we'll hear more what's happening, but he's, he's with Keitel now. Yeah. Yeah, he is... We may not have known what he was, what he's been up to between Iron Banners before, but now we know. Uh, True story on that. I'll use Dark Subclass in a cutscene from the beginning of Destiny Two. Thank you, Carpool. Uh, I'll have to actually look that up because there aren't many instances I know of where Zavala is channeling Arclight. Like I said, D two vanilla opening cutscene. He's forming a bubble to stop the Cabal invasion. In the gameplay, he's forming bubbles to stop the Cabal invasion. He's a bubble titan. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, so yeah, this this entire like and that last uh, that last like uh, transmission we get from Saladin is just like absolutely amazing. Like on uh, on the actual war table, what he says to us is absolutely amazing. Um, because also. Bungie being who Bungie is, um, there's at least three of us in the Discord that believe that they are uh, basically making future Iron Banner changes canon. Because <laughs> Saladin yeah. mentions that, yeah, Saladin mentions that Keitel would have to kill him to keep him from Iron Banner. But uh, apparently, Keitel's okay with the idea. And has uh, suggestions. Yeah, there's even a line that Keitel might give suggestions for Iron Banner <laughs> of what to do. Right? <laughs> like what? So so wait. So Iron Banner changes that are happen that are happening soon is canon now. <laughs> they canonized <laughs> tweaking Iron Banner. <laughs> what? I mean, if this all oh, plays fantastic. out, it's perfect. It. It's perfect. I know, right? Yeah. Um, it gets so yeah, me they even interested in Iron Banner, <laughs> right? Kind um, of see what happens, but no, yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, they 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 put Salad on the bus. Uh, I don't think he's going to be, you know, kind of like the faction heads before. Um, I don't think he's going to be involved heavily in future story. I think they're kind of writing him off. Um, but they gave him a great send off because this se- this season or the season's story um, has been fantastic, like a fantastic end cap um, that we've had for Saladin um, that really ignited in, of course, Rise of Iron. Um, but I feel like this was a good end cap. And if you know, if you pay attention, because I didn't notice it any week before, um, but on that side box where you get, of course, the weekly transmissions between other characters or whatever. 
A, there's a fantastic conversation between Saladin and Crow that you 100% need to listen to. 100%. Um, but in his last transmission to us, he mentions that he leaves Crow a gift. And beside that little side box, you see an iron battle axe with Saladin's medallion hanging off of it. And like I said, I did not notice this in any previous week. No, I think it's new. People were posting that on Twitter also. Yeah. It's it, again, it's in, it, it's fantastic environmental storytelling to complement the actual storytelling. Uh, Cause I, me and uh, Kato actually finished uh, the seasonal. Uh, it's part of a fire team. Um, and I just happened to look and see, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a battle axe here. And he actually pointed out to me that the medallion was hanging off of it, and I was like, oh yeah, there it is. It's like, oh my god. So yeah. And of course, Kato being a uh, D2 fresh boy, um, <laughs> he's of course wondering when we were going to get the battle axe and it's an exotic. Mm-hmm. So I had to break the news. I had to break the news. It was already a relic. A relic, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, which also made me realize a lot of the Titans Mall Super came from that relic. <laughs> mm. Like the Heavy Slam and the Tornado. That was that relic. Yeah, it just wasn't a tornado back then, but it still had that lifty effect. Oh, yeah. But yeah. But no, yeah, this. Mm-hmm. This season, like, really knocked it out of the park for story. It's, it was fantastic. It, there's twists, there's turns, there's emotional trauma everywhere. Emotional uh, still trying to damage. <laughs> right. Let's get it done, um, and you can see it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Des, oh, do you think they're going to continue this though? Do you think they have something planned like this for every season of the year? I mean, this is always part of this year. This season, huge. I, I trust that they do now, because here's the thing: like, yeah, we do have the big expansion, and that took a lot of work. I, I'm sorry, I know yes, does, but I, I, well, I believe they anybody, do. But yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, uh, they're they're on an upward trend, and uh, they don't have to do a whole big expansion for the next few seasons, but they can do great stories like this yeah. continually in each season. Yeah. Here's my opinion. <clears throat> they don't have to get better. Because, I mean, from Beyond Light, like launch, and those seasons, like Season of the Hunt was weak. Season of the Hunt was just super weak, I thought. Like, compared to the other seasons, the season with Beyond, that launched with Beyond Light was just super weak. Because they kept getting better and better and better just within that expansion, like Bracket. Yeah, for sure. I think if they just if they just plateau and keep the rest of these seasons as good as this one, it's it's going to be like the best year. It's going to be the best year of Destiny, I believe. And here's the thing, too: we have a really good roadmap for, and we'll get in into a little bit of the specifics for this season when we talk about the TWAB. But if we look forward, remember we're coming off this six month season. 
do you know, like, as of the time this podcast is coming out, we're already a third of the way through the current season. We're already a month in. Right. It's flown by. Yeah, and it looks like the next month will probably be light on PvE content, with some exceptions here and there, but then the last month it's going to have Guardian Games. But uh, then we'll have a new season and uh, new story, dungeons, some point in there. I mean, yeah, it's going to go fast after this six-month season. We're going to be really enjoying this year of Destiny. And where do they go from here? Yeah, another expansion. Like, yeah. No, I mean, like, just, just the next well, the, season. The season. Where do they yeah. go with this? Or, like, is next season going to be, like, the continuation of Crow's journey and trying to find the balance between Crow and Sob? Because <sighs> that's, like en- that's, like, his entire journey, like, through this like right now is potentially like over sympathizing with people because <laughs> Crow had an amazing line uh, that I had to retort because Saladin tells Crow, you know, the hive are monsters. Crow comes back and says, so was I. I had to correct him because Crow was a dick, not a monster. I mean, Uldren Sov was a dick was a monster <laughs> so yeah yeah no but this is this is the storytelling i was like hoping for when they raised uh when they first raised like that first cut scene where they raised Uldren Sov. this is like the storytelling i was hoping for and like kind of more because i really didn't expect them to actually give him Uldren's memories uh and apparently, I guess since people missed it um, last season, um, Crow has Aldrin's memories again, a hundred percent because uh, Savathun used Deep Sight on him last season. Yeah, didn't he? I thought he said something about like, "Oh, I'm sickened of the person I was." Maybe not in those words, but yeah. he knows, right? He knows. Well, I mean, I I think some people. Some people might think that she did something like abstract to him. And I don't 100% know if they actually called it by Deep Sight in that season. But sadly, like knowing the leak information that I knew, I already knew it was Deep Sight. <laughs> so that was. I don't know if it's less obvious from a, you know, a layman's like standpoint. It seems but as soon as it happened in the season. Yeah, as soon as it happened in the season, it's like, oh, she did that thing that they talked about. Um, because, again, that was the leaked information that we would get Savathun's memories back with Deep Sight. And, hey, if we did. Uh, I'm actually super glad there hasn't been a big leak like that again. Because <laughs> I would totally read it and know everything. I'm kind of happy not knowing as much this time around. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't even like looked into... like. Uh, data mind like lore pages or anything of course to be fair i've also been entirely <sighs> you guys have been taking up a lot of time guys uh um spreadsheet still isn't done <laughs> sorry um i'm gonna get back on it i swear we'll get we'll get there it'll happen we'll get there, yeah hopefully by the time this podcast is released i'll be done with it um and if i'm not i'm, I'm sorry uh, it's okay. Well, let, let's move to the TWAB so we can get that stuff uh, 
I was going to say out of the way, but there's some good info in here. But um, and then we can there's some decent info. We don't have to have a super long podcast, but uh, there there's kind of was a hinting towards there's some um, kind of like a roadmap for lack of a better term. There's some uh, indeed other information on some really good information on crafting weapons too. So if you want to take the lead on that, yes, yes. Uh... They, of course, recap, of course, what we just went over and the fact that, you know, this season is about a trusted scion that's been exploring the hive, or the minds of the hive, blah, blah, blah. Um, reiterating, Banner is a thing right now. Go play it. Um, get that really cool-looking sword. Oh, my God. It looks amazing. And it's a vortex frame, and it can roll with chain reaction. You're going to have fun. Anyway, roadmap. We do have... Roadmap of sorts, at least. Um, so they start March 15th this week. Uh, Iron Banner and a new Psyops Battleground location. So March 22nd, which I think is these this should be the next reset, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this next reset. I was trying to look at the date and make sure before saying that. Um, should be this next reset, uh, but Legends or Legend. Psyop Battlegrounds go live, as well as Val the Disciple challenges. Huzzah! Um, April Fools, but not really. Trials Lab Zone Capture. <laughs> uh, we're going to see if they helped that nightmare of a mode any at all. Because I'm not... Wait, no, they did. I think they did air it. They did didn't play it. change it and fix yeah. it some. But still, I okay. who knows how popular it will be. Uh. Because they changed like Borpal, and before I could get, <sighs> before I can get B reads regret, so I just settled on A reads regret, and finally, I finally dismantled my wall of regret. So yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah. Let's see, zone capture April the fifth, Grandmaster Nightfalls. See that right there told me that we were getting closer to the end of the season because. They normally do that about half-ish way through the season, right? Yeah, and that is pretty close to half-ish right there. Maybe maybe a week or so before, but it's pretty much right in the yeah. middle. Uh, the 8th, once again, Trials Labs, Freelance this time around. April 12th, another Iron Banner. April 19th, Follow the Disciple, Master Difficulty. Yay. Uh, I can't wait to see actually what they call um, the Adept Weapons for Vow the Disciple. Um, because time loss makes sense for, for oh my god, yeah. Glass. There yeah. we go. Can't believe I forgot the name of Alta Glass, guys. Um, <laughs> okay. right, Jesus. Um, but I wonder if they'll stick with like that time loss moniker or if they'll come up with something new. Um, April 22nd, Trials Lab Zone Capture once again, May 3rd to May the 24th. Guardian Games. Will Hunters win again? Only if we care. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you I mean, care. legitimately. That's for a good month. What? Just short of a month. And is the season yeah, ending around, right around there? Three weeks. Or maybe a week after. Uh, got to be close. It's probably the, the season probably end the week after that, if I had to guess. But I don't know probably. a hard date of when it'll end. Um, but within that time frame, May 6th, another Trials Lance, or uh, Trials Lance, 
Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Another trials lab, freelance, but with a community voted map. So that's pretty cool. Uh, May 10th, what looks like to be the final Iron Banner of the season. And May 20th, Trials Lab with both Freelance and Zone Capture. That'd be interesting. But hey, everyone, May 10th, it's the last Iron Banner of the season. Mark your calendars because it's the last one of the season. Until the next season. Right. <laughs> everyone always talks about last Iron Banner of the season. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's, it's the Bounty Hoarders. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. That, that way they know which bounties they need to hold on to. Me? I'm probably not going to play it, <laughs> to be honest. Because um, it's, it's like that last Iron Banner. I don't know. Unless I'm... I, know, I might actually be going really going for a roll of that sword. I do want one of those swords with a chain reaction. 100%. Um, yeah. They do talk about crafting. Just going to let that you know, set out there for a hot second. Um, because, yes, they are already talking about stuff to do for crafting. Um, they explain in this little, okay, not little um, segment. It's not meaty, but it's not exactly little. Um, but they explained um, the way they had originally envisioned crafting was actually way more complicated than what it shipped as. Um, because again, the way, which makes sense, because the way they explained crafting was, uh, you know, if you wanted a gun with Rampage, you had to find a gun with Rampage. So these elements that they introduced, uh, adroit, ruinous, mutable, so on, um, were like perk-specific like elements. It was like, you know, for crafting things like Rampage and stuff. Yeah. Um, but they found that that was too strenuous on the system and just too much of a hassle in general. Uh, way too many, like, uh, currencies floating around for that. Um, so they uh, they make it kind of sound like last minute-ish. Um, they collapsed those elements into the wider categories that were shipped. Um, I really feel for the, uh, the team that has to name the official things, uh, on how they came up with some of these terms for these elements. Uh, ruins makes sense. Sure. Mutable kind of makes sense too, but what's adroit? Somebody inform me. I'll probably Google it at some point in time. Maybe. Um, and they also added, uh, the exotic alloy, basically. The new golf balls, people are calling it. Um, yeah. They also added that on top, so that even that wasn't actually part of the original crafting vision. Um, but they're basically still saying it's like, it's too many currencies, right? Um, but starting uh, with the coming hotfix on Tuesday... They will be upping our caps because apparently, you know, people are not liking the caps to these elements, uh, which is a lot of the feedback. But starting from the hotfix for this Tuesday, uh, these caps will go up from 250 to 1,000. So you can hold way more. I like that change. Yeah. Right. Um, and even for neutral elements, the cap will move up from 8,500 to 10,000. 
Um, so not as much of a change, or actually, yeah, n- not quite as big of a jump, but you know, still a still a gain. Um, but get ready for a couple months for that to be entirely useless, uh, because starting next season they're getting rid of the ruinous and adroit and all of these extra elements, and they are going to be leaving the neutral elements. Oh, and live update, adroit means something that is fast or skillful. So does that make sense for the weapon perk? Hmm. Something fast for adroit? Somewhat, but that also sounds like a synonym for energetic. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I, I, just, I, I definitely feel for the uh, terminology team, yeah. which I don't know the name of that team, but, you know, terminology. Uh, so they're upping it, but then they're removing those those sub ones, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're upping it for a quick fix, but next season they're going just going to be entirely getting rid of, of that part of crafting. Crafting is still going to be a thing. You're still going to need neutral elements, so you're still going to need to do deep sight resonances. Um, but no longer for particular perk elements. Um, Ascendant Allies. There we go. If I would have read this just a little mo- longer. Um, but yeah, they're looking to add more player control over deep sight or additional things that they're looking at. Apologies. I'm reading a little further ahead than my mind's going. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, they're looking to add more player control over deep sight weapon unlocking of weapon patterns. Uh, they're continuing to monitor deep sight, continuing to monitor deep sight weapon stockpiling, acquisition rates, and progression, as well as resonant alloy progression rates and behavior. Uh, and they are discussing feedback around reshaping costs for those who wish to be or wish to experiment more frequently with their perk selections or trait selections is their terminology there. But I would really love for them to rework reshaping costs. That would be fantastic because um, I'm definitely one of those that can't decide what the crap I want to do with a weapon until it's far too late and I've invested far too much and I've wasted an ascendant alloy. Bungie, we can't waste these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, hot tip, uh, unstoppable force for a glaive sucks. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. I think uh, me and Kato discussed uh, pretty much the best thing for the Enigma, at least for just general purposes, is Frenzy. And for those that know me, I don't really like Frenzy, but it's just kind of like the, seems like the best all-around thing to do. All right. Um, but yes, uh, it does sound like the Ascendant Allies are still going to be like an in-game thing to get. Um, they, it sounds like they're going to be sticking around. Um, so again, it will just be the neutral elements for crafting a weapon. And then I guess the Ascendant Alloys for uh, enhancing perks, which I really like that system. It does sound like a little, at least a little more streamlined and easier to understand. Uh, rather than, oh, hey, you need this perk and you need that perk, which still relies on your RNG of what a deep sight weapon even drops in order to collect the elements you need. Yeah, I get it. It's I'm, I'm happy and sad at the same time. It, it kind of makes logical sense to me that if you want to shape a weapon and get a perk, you have to earn that perk from the weapon. But Yeah. But it's fine that they're simplifying it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm definitely more okay with this than their abandonment of uh, sunsetting. 
Yeah, I agree <laughs> I too. Know. I agree also. <laughs> yeah, no, which <laughs> is going to get us like a, a whole new, probably a whole new round of hate. But I don't <laughs> care. Uh, sunsetting is good. Changed my mind. <laughs> uh, hey, people have already said though with these craftable weapons, they're kind of self sunsetting a lot of things. <laughs> so I mean, there we go. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, here, and and that's the. I mean, but also to be, to be fair, if sunsetting had to leave in order for us to get crafting. I'm more okay with them than them getting rid of sunsetting. Yeah, yeah. Um, because crafting is just by far a far superior. I, I love it. I find myself, like I said, I, I find myself going for weapons I don't really care about that I'm probably not going to raise, but I have to craft it. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense, like I have to get red border enough red, like a felt teradiddle, um, which is. Uh, the bow you can get from the wellspring. Yeah. I'm probably not going to use it. I'm probably definitely probably not going to use it enough to level it up, but I have to get enough red borders of that weapon to be able to craft one because I have to craft one. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's me and crafting. And for me, this is this system, even though it could potentially take me even longer than just getting a random RNG God roll drop. I like this better. It just gives me something to reach for and to grind for in the long exactly. run. Exactly, yeah. because it's like I said, it might take longer than to get a god roll, but also at the same time, you know you're gonna get it. Yeah, eventually you will. Like with with enough neutral elements and with enough experience on the weapon, you know you can get there. Which is the fantastic thing. And of course, you know, RNG being RNG, you could potentially never get it. So I, I really do like uh, crafting and at least like the long term of it. Um, so it is good to see that they're not really, I guess it's not considered a failure, just complicated. It's, it's complicated. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, which I really enjoy because again, it does seem like they're not really going to change much except for maybe deep site resonances might get, a little more common for certain weapons. So yeah, that's going to be, yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, there's another hot fix in the way I couldn't see like a list or any, like, I don't think they really shared what this hot fix is exactly fixing. Um, but yeah, and of course, for those that wish, you can read the known issues. Fantastic, because the art, the art side has some pretty funny uh, Rolk memes. Yeah, the the foot smash thing, <laughs> the old razzle dazzle, the old razzle dazzle. Yep, that is totally what I'm calling it from now on. That works. Um, but yeah, so. And that's really the twab. Um, yeah. All right. Also, yeah. uh, a quick, I guess, uh, explanatory thing about weapon crafting that I didn't realize, or yeah, that I didn't realize until actually me and Kato were trying to like compare glaives. Um, but there's a point in time, of course, in weapon crafting that you can uh, add an additional stat. Or you can upgrade the intrinsic perk to give you like yeah. ten of an additional stat. Oh. There's a line there 
that I didn't understand it at first. That says that weapon level 20, this weapon will gain additional stats. And what I thought that meant initially was that you might be able to get to like choose another 10 to put somewhere. But basically what it is, it's basically like a hitting level 20 on a crafted weapon is like masterworking an adept weapon. You get like an extra five in the stat that you've selected and like an extra two or three in all of the rest of the stats that can be modified. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, so there's there's a caveat to that, uh, just in case anyone was wondering or cared, because my mind was kind of blown that they added that, like that that was what they were referring to when I figured it out. Because uh, we were trying to figure out why my glaive had more, had slightly higher stat numbers than his glaive, which he crafted to be like mine. Because again, we discussed. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's another reason why I love crafting right now. Because again, me and Kate are sitting, sitting in the enclave, trying to figure out, like between the two of us, what's the best way to run this glaive right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's too Which bad. Which we have come to the decision. Oh, go ahead. No, I was about to say we've come to the decision of a. Uh, Impulse amplifier and frenzy. Gotcha. For your perks. I'm going they to are keep that in mind. Very nice. Well, impulse, like I told him, impulse amplifier on a glaive is like the first time I've really felt impulse amplifier even do anything. It makes the blast from the glaive extraordinarily fast. Um, not quite hit scan, but pretty close. Um, while, like I said, Frenzy just seems to be um, the best all-around perk, because a lot of the perks that activate on a glaive only apply to the blast of the glaive. They don't actually apply to the melee of the glaive. So basically, think of the glaive as the shooty part of the weapon. Yeah. That just so happens to give you a bonus melee. and But your melee is not connected to, like, Unrelenting does not, as far as we know, does not proc off of melee kills, but it will proc off of blast kills. Rampage does not build stacks on melee kills, will build stacks on ramp on blast kills. So yeah. Yeah, I, it makes like, sense. As far as, Especially since you can't yeah. use your normal melee when you have a glaive. Exactly. I'll tell you, so, I love doing um, unstoppable glaive on those ogres. Running mm, them, right. and then just Punch, 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 or, you know, you know, you know, kill, stab, 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 stab. Swing, yep. stab, stab, stab. And they go now down pretty quick. <laughs> you're basically prison shanking them. Um, yeah. It feels fantastic. Yeah. It does. Like, especially yeah. as a hot. Yeah. Like, building out into, like, some of the glaive stuff, like I said, especially from the third week in a row. But thank you, Nelsey, for, like, suppressive glaive with a uh, silos executioner on a hunter. It is fantastic. It is. Even more fun with like energy vamp uh, vampirism because you can get so much ability energy in PVE just by running around and stabbing things. Uh, because energy vampirism gives you energy to your least charged ability when you suppress a target and you're suppressing a target every time you stab something. Oh my god, it's so good! Mm -hmm. 
Oh, but he has. It's just so much fun. I, I'm going to feel super sad when these seasonal mods go away. Because uh, I'm just having too much fun with the Glaive right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, any live updates from Send other than a bunch of memes you're posting in our uh, live chat? Uh, no, that's about it. You know, since I don't have my computer and all. I've been staring at the phone going What else like, can Sin do during the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he can't play, so how can he keep himself occupied? Plus, I was thinking about like the outros, like what names I'm going to call you all on the outros. Wait, you're giving away a secret? You actually think of it ahead of time? Uh, now I was because I had a minute of it. <laughs> a minute to think about it. Minute to win or it. Usually uh, what happens is somebody will say something during the course of the podcast. Oh, I know. And I'm yeah. like, I need to remember that for the end. So I'll say it in my mind a few times. So I don't forget it. <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. My, my memory is shot. Just keep that in mind. So I got to find ways to. Yeah. Keep it memorized. Okay. Yep. Well, for, for those of you listening, I do let us know how sin sounds this week compared to other weeks. If you like how he sounds, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> I guess I'll be going live from my phone then every time after, if that's the case. Or, or, in fact, I'll gift you one, Sin. Get like a freaking $30 mic like what I have, but that's actually purely directional, you know? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Not one of these blue Whoa, mics. what do you mean directional? Unidirectional, whatever, not omni. <laughs> I don't know. What the <laughs> Gator and I is. were talking about it a little bit. Uh, I mentioned I was kind of looking at the Shure microphones. Her, they were good, but they are super, super expensive. And um, I and he promised you a thirty dollar mic will do, like what I have, if you get the right one. Gator's mentioning an AT AT something AT. Yep. That's the some, one. Something mm -hmm. or another. Yeah, it's a. Uh, now I forget. Sorry, I, if I cut you off, it's a AT. What is it? AT something mic. Um, gosh. Uh, oh, Audio Technica, right? Okay, is that what this is? Well, it would make sense if it's an AT. Yeah, but was there another letter? Oh, ATR. <laughs> yes, ATR. That's what it was. Thank you, Gator, in the live chat. Which is still Audio-Technica, right? Or is that something else? Anyways, yeah, post us a link. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, so this is like, okay. I wonder if Gator got this from my idea. Anyways, this is what was recommended to me. This is exactly what I have. I have an Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred, and, and Gator posted something like that also. Um, now mine wasn't a hundred dollars though. Uh, maybe I don't have the twenty one hundred. Mine was like forty, but yeah, these you can get a really good Audio Technica mic ATRs for less than a hundred, and they're like these traditional mics that you would see. They're just you got to talk right into it, but um, put a pop filter over it, like what I have get right up on it and the audio quality is great and it's not picking up all this other crap in your room. Yeah. Cause it's directional, which mm -hmm. most, most balloon mics are either Omni or cardioid. Mm -hmm. Cardioid. I think it was the uh, blue mics, right? Yeah. The, I think so. The blue mics were just a hipster popular thing when a lot of people were podcasting more. Uh, I don't know why, probably cause they look cool and they're kind of well, like that old styles look, you know? To be fair, um, blue microphones were basically the easy YouTuber starter mic. Mm. Um, yeah. Because they weren't, they were kind of, they weren't professional mics, so they were on the cheaper side, and they were USB plug-ins. So 
for a small YouTube channel, you can get like a the common pattern back in what twenty ten ish was to get a snowball and then upgrade to a yeti. Yeah, and then but then the yeti as you if kind of got expensive though. I feel like oh yeah, well popularity, supply yeah. and demand. Yeah, there was a demand, so they can charge more money. <laughs> <laughs> That's capitalism one hundred and one. Yep. But hilariously, whenever I uh, went to start. I uh, back when I was uh, in the DRP, um, Arrow actually recommended that I start with a Samson Meteor mic, uh, which is cheaper than a Yeti. This is also about forty-ish bucks, but it still suffers. It's cheaper than a Yeti, but it basically performs like a Yeti. It's cardioid, so it's not fantastic, but at least the quality is on par. And you can actually still get Samson's. Uh, yeah, and like I said, there's that. So, yeah. Which pretty much every episode I recorded of RNG was on the Samson Meteor. Nice, nice. Um, and now I'm stuck on my phone, which. Um, <laughs> yeah, me and Kingsley finally figured out why I sound crappy. Blame Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I uh I figured out a, a cool Bluetooth headset that I could use for gaming on my PC because I've always had a corded one plugged into my um audio jack on my controller and I wanted to go wireless and it was nice, it was convenient, but then when I try to get on a Discord call, the problem with Bluetooth, if you don't know, but I guess some people may know is if you try to do a, quote, audio chat, it counts as a phone call also. And then f- that is the older Bluetooth standard, which brings all your quality down, and then the in-game audio sounds really crappy. Plus, your actual voice yep. kind of sounds crappy, too. Yep. And they, I think they have and to I, keep that for, like, old support to support older things. So Probably. Yeah. It's probably also, because like I said, Discord on phone is the exact same volume keys are counting as a call, which... Entirely explains why this headset that I use for everything else, or yeah, in-game chat sounds fine. Party chat sounds fine. On Discord sounds crappy. That's why. Which again goes back to my suggestion of for when you're chatting with people, doing raids or things, one of the, just the most convenient, good quality and cheap ways of making it work is just a headset over your ears with the mic that plugs into your controller. It just works. <laughs> So I should do the headset over the ears with a mic because it works. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, there's very few mics that I can use that won't sound crappy on this thing, probably, just because of the way it's set up. But anyway. Yeah, enough geek talk. We we need, to, we need to wrap this up because we have things to do. But Yeah, I'm going to other... sleep after this. <laughs> Before you go to sleep, gosh. Come on, stay awake, stay awake. <laughs> uh, any shout outs from the family before we go? Uh, no, they're, they're actually asleep? asleep. They're normally asleep like this late at night. I'm usually not. You're just in your, your dungeon. Yeah, so. I'm usually in the dungeon, <laughs> uh, you know, playing video games and talking to you gents. Uh, now I don't have anything to distract me. So I'm like just staring at a screen and it's like, I'm, that's why I'm doing the, uh, the gifs in the, uh, the chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, Des said Samson, that Samson Meteor or whatever it's called. And I 
immediately yeah. thought Dumb and Dumber, Samsonite. Ah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, definitely let us know if uh, what you think about Sin's voice. Let us know about the seasonal story, what you like about it, and let us know what weapons you are looking forward to crafting. Just a reminder, we have a great Discord. And if you have not joined it yet, please do so because there's nothing crazy about it. You can talk if you want to. You don't have to. You can just lurk. But it's a great resource, yeah. right? Fantastic. Yeah. Because we just opened, or I say we, but Kingsley stealthily opened up a brand new infographic to oh, yeah. um, <laughs> differentiate from general uh, infographics and raid infographics. Yeah. So now you can more easily find raid resources. Yeah. Like our MS Paint exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm even tempted to remove that one. But anyways, yeah, we, ha we have a great Discord resource with all sorts of channels that you can join. And um, you can find the links to our Discord and our clan. We'll give that um, through our website. Momentarily. But before we do that, uh, Sin, where can people find you other than in Florida right now? Well, I mean, you pointed out the obviously uh, obvious one. Of course, I'm in Florida or over on Discord as the boring VOTD teacher currently next to you, Green Gents at the top of Discord or over on Twitter at Sin underscore media. Mr. Razzle Dazzle, where can they find you? You can, of course, find me across uh, the Discords. Uh, usually talking lore or having uh, mental health breakdowns. It happens on occasion. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Raven, home of the Festus Index, which, like I said, can also be found in the Discord, but I need to advertise Twitter for something, even though I rarely look at it, but, you know, whatever. Um, which, yes, will be updated soon. Promise. Mm. Promise. Kingsley. Yep. We'll be looking forward to that for sure. But no worries. Whenever you get it done is great. <laughs> um, you can find me as Kingsley Mac all the places. I occasionally stream on Twitch, mostly while I'm raiding. But my one exception is Twitter, where I am MC Kingsley. Now you can find our show on Twitter as The Guardian Hub or on our lovely website with all the links at theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Thank you, Sin. Hopefully, he didn't wake up anyone in Florida. Gator, did you hear that? Did he wake you up when he said that? <laughs> I woke him up before I go-go. Yep. All right. Thanks, Sin. Thanks, Des. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week, and we will catch you again next week. Have a good one. Bye. Later. Later.